Hi and welcome to episode 6 of the Define Normal podcast. I have to put more emphasis on the number 6 there because last week I said it was episode 4 when it was actually episode 5. So we're off to a better start there straight away. So we're now on part 5 of the 6 pillars of health and everything we're going to be talking about today is the importance of your sleep. Sleep is the foundation for overall health, how you feel and also how to achieve your best results. If you have poor quality sleep this could be the major factor why you don't achieve what you want to achieve. And in this episode, I'm going to be telling you why that is and also how to get the best possible sleep. But first of all, what I want to do is ask you a couple of questions regarding your sleep. So you might want to just write these down. Okay, so do you sleep less than seven to eight hours per night? Are you tired in the afternoon? Do you struggle to get to sleep? Do you wake up more than once in the night? And do you wake up tired every morning? And if you had answered more than one of them with yes, that's a red flag that you've actually got poor quality sleep. If this is something that like I said that if it's just a one-off thing, then that's okay. But if it's something that's a regular thing, I'd say that's something that we need to address. And that's how we'll go through now, okay? So how does having poor sleep affect us? Straight away, of course, that we know that sleep gives us energy. So we have to achieve, we have to get things done in order to achieve what we want in regards to target. It's not just not to do with our health and fitness, our work or how to actually have energy in regards with, with our children, just in general every single day. If you want to get things done, of course we need to have energy for that, and that all comes from our sleep. So if you, again, to say, if you have poor quality sleep, we're certainly not going to be enthused, more motivated, just to have the general energy to get things done. So that's how it affects us. But more so, how does it actually affect us? Having poor quality sleep really does affect our hormones. I'm going to go into detail. This is more so the science. And it is interesting to know this, all right? So let's go through it. So poor sleep, like I said, it affects your hormones. And what, what hormones do they affect? So first one, the first hormone it affects is our growth hormone. So growth hormone plays a vital role in the development of our muscles and bones. It also plays a vital role in fat burning. So you produce a large portion of growth hormone during the first two hours of deep sleep. Growth hormone levels naturally start to decrease also in late 20s. So with poor quality sleep, this will only cause more decline. The more growth hormone you have in your body, the more chance you have of building muscle tissue. And this is also key for fat loss because the more muscle you have, the more your body burns at rest. So the more muscle you have, the more your body just naturally burns more calories. So if you're walking around, you've got lots of muscle as such, lots of muscle, again, however much muscle you've got, you're going to burn more calories than someone that hasn't. So fat loss becomes very difficult with low levels of growth hormone. So sorting your sleep out will help rectify this. So that's the first one. Then you've got your hunger hormones, which are ghrelin and leptin. All right, so when you have poor quality sleep, they affect them. So ghrelin is the hormone that increases... Actually, when you have sleep deprived, it increases levels of ghrelin. And ghrelin is the hormone that tells us that we are hungry. So... What you might find that actually when you've had a poor quality night's sleep, you might find that you're more hungry the next day. And that's because ghrelin, the hormone that like, tells us that we're hungry, ramps up more. And then you've got leptin, is the actual hunger hormone that tells us that we're content, we are done, we are finished. And then level when you have poor quality night's sleep, they drop, which then means we're going to keep eating more than we usually do as well. So again, that's really, really important in regards to messing around with them hormones. You've also got cortisol. So cortisol is our stress hormone, otherwise known as our fight or flight hormone. We produce cortisol when we wake up in the morning. Our levels then gradually lower 
as the day goes by into the night time so then we learn to relax and just chill out so the problem is though a lot of people maybe yourself your cortisol levels are the wrong way around because you find yourselves wide awake at night but then struggle to get up in the morning a lot of you can relate to that and this was because our natural sleep our wake cycle which is called the circadian rhythm is out of whack we're supposed to produce cortisol in the morning which helps us wake up and be ready for the day ahead then levels are meant to drop throughout the day more so past midday into the evening which is where we need to like actually chill and mellow out just learning to relax before bed but the problem is with when you have stressful work days late nights watching netflix or even late night drinking for example this isn't respecting your body and giving it a chance to actually relax and unwind ready for the next day hence the reason why if you get into bed and you're stressing about thinking about maybe work for example the next day or you're up through like on the weekends you're out partying things like that of course, your circadian rhythm is not going to be right. You'll get a poor night's sleep and then you'll wake up knackered and you're completely the whole way around. And I know a lot of you will be able to relate to that. And also you have insulin, which is the main hormone that controls your blood sugar levels. Poor sleep habits will have a massive effect on your blood sugar levels. When you get less sleep, your blood sugar levels will rise. When your blood sugar levels are high, your body produces something called insulin, which insulin is also known as the fat storage hormone. When you don't use the blood sugar that is also produced for energy, it has a very high chance of being stored as fat. Don't get this misconstrued. It is down to calories. That, that, that doesn't outweigh that. It is still a calorie deficit to lose fat. But it is still important to know in regards to just poor quality sleep but also raise blood sugar levels. So how do we fix our sleep? And so many people more so, I mean, I could say, especially with my time in the RAF, through my 20s up until late, my early 20s up until late 20s, the classic is you're sleeping you're dead. You don't respect your sleep at all. Late nights out um, partying or even just literally staying up. I was gaming, for example. Um, you just, it was become the norm. Just be, you'd be adamant you're okay, but you're actually knackered. And when you do have a quality night's sleep, that's when you start to realise that actually, oh, wow, I am actually having poor sleep. You might be the person or you hear other people say, well, I always have four to five hours. That's just what it is. But that doesn't make it right. That's just something that's become a habit. Whereas actually when you rectify it and actually fix your sleep, that's when you start to really feel the benefits of it and actually understand that it's, it's so, so key to get, not only as of what's talked about there in regards to your hormones, the importance of that for your overall health, but also how you feel, right? If we feel good, let's be honest, every time that if we stay up late on Netflix, we think I'll just watch another episode, we always regret it in the morning. It's like, in the, it's like the case of having like a takeaway. Oh, I think I want it, but actually on the reflection, I actually regret that. And we all do that with our sleep. So we need to start respecting it. So I'm going to give you now the tips that I give my, my members and I would give anyone in regards to how to get a better night's sleep. So being consistent with your bed and wake time. So your body craves routine. So your circadian rhythm, as I, t- I talked about, we want to get that on point. So in the morning we have energy and in the evening... We, um, we relax and chill and start to, like I said, respect our sleep. Don't get me wrong, we have got individual people where some people do actually like generally morning mornings and some people are more productive, more so like what they call a night owl. That is actually real. But also to say it's still, regardless, we still want to get quality night's sleep. So knowing that ideally you want to get to bed at the same sort of time and wake up at the same time in the morning. And in the end, when you get good at it, you will naturally wake up at that time every time. Not a lot of you may find when you get on the weekend, you think, I'll have a lie in. Your body naturally wakes you up at that time. But that's a good thing. If it's, as long as you've had a rest, a good rest that night and good night's sleep, that's a good thing. So making sure that you learn to just relax and chill out, get to sleep at the right, at the same sort of time, around about, you don't have to get it bang on, and then wake up at the same sort of time. 
create a dedicated morning and evening routine as well to obviously allow that to happen with the, with knowing that say you're going to bed at 10 30 11 o'clock i'm going to do certain things that's going to allow me getting into that whether it's coming away from my phone in the evening whether it's like getting a bath or it's reading a book whether it whatever that is relaxing chilling out getting getting used sorted to get ready for bed and then of course in the morning as well like for example my morning routine i wake up with my son freddie i'll um, go down have some breakfast with him and then from there um from around about eight o'clock that's when i'll start to get ready myself um and then i'll sit down at my desk about nine o'clock and that'll be my same same routine if it's that and in, in incorporating that routine is obviously having my breakfast drinking enough water having well, I have a I have some monster I don't have coffee so it, it I have my routine that I literally stick to it it's, it's, it's a religious I don't certainly use the time where a lot of you are using the snooze button and I remember when I was in the RAF I used to use <laughs> I used to know exactly to the time of how long it take me to get up have a shower get my uniform on brush my teeth and how much long it take to walk to work and I'd sleep right up and up until that time and not realizing actually that just made me feel like shit Whereas waking up a little bit earlier, some of you, I used to love a morning walk in my routine, but since we have Freddie, that's sort of, that's um, been put on the back burner. But when he's old enough and he's ready, I'm going to be taking him out for my morning walks with me because I know how much it helps me focus, get me ready for the day and also in regards to energy level. So I highly recommend, anyway, stop pressing the snooze button, everyone. You know it don't fucking help you. When has it ever helped you? For an extra 10, 20 minutes, ridiculous. You'd rather get to bed a little bit 10 minutes to 20 minutes earlier and then use that time in the morning either getting yourself sorted and getting yourself sorted for the day or taking you out for yourself a little walk, getting yourself a bit of sunlight and that'd be better. And that goes into make sure you're trying, if you can, getting some sunlight or artificial light 20 to 60 minutes every single morning. And I know we're going to be obviously entering September, the darker nights are sort of happening, but getting yourself some fresh air and ideally some sunlight, it's very, very important for your energy levels and also overall health. I would recommend to stop eating and drinking three hours before bed. And this is this is nothing to do with regards to your body will store fat or anything like that. It's merely to give you a, a digest, uh, digestion. I've just slapped my tummy there because that's just habit, isn't it? That's to give your body a chance to just digest all of your food and your drink. And then it shuts down for the night when you go to sleep. So if you're eating just before you go to bed, I know some people like, I used to bloody take cereal to bed and shit like, or late night, you have a takeaway. I used to be, I'm a proper weirdo, right? You know when people on the night after a night out they get food and they're eating in the kebab house or pizza or whatever. I was really weird. I was a bit of a. If some of you do this as well, shout out to me. I had to take it home and be in the comfort of my own home. I had like when I was in the raff, I used to take my pizza back. I'd have to sit in bed and watch a bit of telly, and I was really really anal with that sort of thing. Most of the time, I'd be that blind drunk. I'd wake up in the morning with a with a full pizza at the end of my bed. But anyway. You, I, I'm certainly not giving my body time to digest the food, so that's going to make my sleep uncomfortable. That's all it is. It's going to make your sleep more uncomfortable. We need to let our body digest our food. And the reason we stop drinking is because we don't want to keep getting up going for a wee. A lot of you are taking a glass of water to bed, or some even have coffee before bed. You're crazy. Caffeine, you want to be having uh, stopping drinking caffeine from around about 2 o'clock. I know some of you will be adamant that you're immune to it. But it still stays in your system up until bedtime. So in order to get better sleep, try not caffeine on its head on the head. Don't have it after two o'clock. Of course, if you're on a night shift, you're a shift worker or stuff like that. You just work your hours away from bed, normal bedtime. But yeah, let your body digest your food and try not just get your water and take what you need or your drinks in three at least three hours before bed. I would I would ask you to avoid screens ninety minutes before bed. And I, here's here's me saying that. I I I'll be honest. 
I don't sort of do that, and I don't believe in the blue light blockers and all that sort of stuff. That's a personal opinion. I have tried it, and I don't think it made a difference. But what it is is, I when I mean I avoid screens, I mean things like work or, or social media. It's something that will trigger us, that may cause us to actually add a little bit of stress, which won't allow us to get a good night's sleep. I'll be honest, I knew I was doing this podcast today all about sleep, and how mad is that? I was thinking about this last night, which affected my sleep, because I was thinking I'm talking about sleep, and then you start thinking about the importance of it. You know the classic when you're in bed, then you're like, oh, well, if I get to sleep now, that means I get six hours sleep. Oh, fucking hell, that's another hour gone. It means I get five hours sleep. You're overthinking things. What I advise you to do is whether you some of you journal or to-do list, it's because the things are in your head and you've not got them out of your head. Even in regards to any ideas or anything like that, trying to keep everything in your head is a crazy idea. We need to get things out of our head and write things down. That's why I've got my whiteboard or I write everything down. I've got my notes on my phone or I like I like pen and paper. So if I've got a to-do list and I know what things I've got to do the next day, I don't want to be stressing out about in bed because certainly, let's say straight away, nothing's getting done while you're in bed. You don't want to be getting up doing that work. So you write it down a couple of hours before bed knowing that's what you've got to do. Also, if you didn't get stuff done that said day and you're stressing about that, I would say to you, deal with that. Whether it's, I always, if it's something that I need to distress and address, I would talk to someone about it if that's someone I need to, like just talk to a friend and just like address it. Or again, write it down, say, don't worry, I'll get it done the next day. There's no good you stressing about it while you're in bed because, like I said, it's not helping you. Hydrate first thing in the morning now. So when you wake up, and this is due to energy, because when you've slept, you're, you're dehydrated because you've not been sleeping. You've lost nearly a litre of water due to dehydration when you've slept. So we need to replenish that. I have a litre first thing in the morning. Maybe to say that's quite excessive, some of you might not be able to achieve I would say definitely at least a pint. So first thing you do for regards to energy and dehydration, wake up, go to the bathroom, go to the toilet, and then drink a large glass of water before you have any caffeine, please. So the reason with caffeine is the fact that you're using that as a mask of it. So a poor night's sleep, you wake up knackered, I need a coffee. So then you have a coffee and it gives you a short burst of energy and then you crash from that coffee and then you're chasing that all day. I'll have another coffee, I'll have another coffee, another coffee. And what you actually needed was a good night's sleep and some water because water is a natural source of energy as well as how amazing water is and other, other benefits. But it's energy. So drink water first thing and then wait about 90 minutes after you've had water, had water then have your coffee, because then that turns into rocket fuel. I use caffeine to stimulate my brain. When I've got work in the morning, when I've got to do some work, that's when I have caffeine, or pre-workout before I've got to train. Apart from that, use caffeine. Energy, caffeine is meant to be energy on top of energy. If you're using it because you're shattered, you're using it in the wrong way. Sometimes it might, might that might be okay, but not all the time. If you're relying on caffeine to give you energy, that's bad. We've, we're meant to have energy, aren't we? Our bodies give us energy, but it's because you're not either putting your sleep as a priority and also you're not drinking enough water. Okay, so try and get, I advise everyone to get eight to 10,000 steps in movement every single day. And we do that over the week. And the reason for that is, is it creates something, not only for fat loss in regards to burning calories and such, but in regards to your sleep, it creates something called sleep pressure. See if you can relate to this. When you find that, if say on a Sunday, you've just literally lounged all day and you've done nothing, and then you go to actually go to sleep, you're wired and you're wired awake. When I used to do night shifts when I was in the RAF, I'd literally just sit around doing nothing all night and I'd be knackered and I couldn't wait to get into bed. Then I'd get into bed and I'd just be wired and I couldn't sleep. And the reason for that is because I didn't create any sleep pressure. I've not moved throughout the day 
I've not done enough, I've not exerted myself enough in order to allow me to get better sleep. So that is why. That's why we move, not only in regards to fat loss, but mostly as well to help us get better night's sleep. If you're just sedentary all day, you're going to struggle to sleep, 100%. So little tips now in regards to actually helping you with the sleeping with your room. I would always advise to get your phone out of the room because it's going to trigger you at some point, whether you wake up, go for a wee, you look at your phone or something like that. And again, please don't turn around and say, I need it for an alarm. Just buy an alarm clock. Don't be tight. You don't need your phone in the room. I promise as soon as you move your phone out of the bedroom, you'll get about a night's sleep. You should be hopefully sleeping in the darkest room possible. Blackout blinds. Don't have any lights off any like your telly or anything like that. And ideally get it as quiet as possible. I would say in regards to also just, I mean, we can't, temperature is a, is a thing. Hopefully, again, it's going to get better sleep post-summer. Also, things like room temperature and stuff, anything you can make it cooler, also do so, all right? So remember, as I said before, everyone needs is different. There's no perfect amount. I know for me, seven hours is normally perfect for me, around about that. Eight hours, I would say maybe sometimes a little bit too much. Certainly no port past that. But if I have six, that that's not... I'll get by, but it's not the I'm not the most productive that day. God, less than six, God forbid, I'm 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 in trouble. So I know my sweet spots around about seven, and like I said, everyone is different. But if you're adamant, I know if it's four to five hours and you're adamant that works for you, I would say, have you tried to actually get more, actually good night's sleep? And using the tips I've just given you there, hopefully that'll be able to help you. But you will have a a longer and happier life if you prioritize your sleep. I promise you. Every time you know when you've had a better night's sleep, how much better do you feel? I know that sounds really silly today, but it's true. And people are still not putting as a priority. You will add years on your life if you prioritise your sleep. God forbid, like I said, you use the use the term, I sleep when I'm dead, like I used to. I know now how much I prioritise because I actually, when you wake up in the morning, I wake up around about half six, seven in the morning, and you've got that full day ahead to give yourself more time. Also, in regards to stress... When you think you're adamant, like I said, you're staying in snooze and stuff like that, how much does that make you, like, you're rushing around, you're more stressed? So it's because people are adamant, and I used to do this, is you get into the evening, say if you work a little bit later, when I was a personal trainer on the gym floor, I'd wake up, at, uh, wake, I'd finish at 10 o'clock and think, well, I don't just want to go straight to bed because where's my quality of life? I want to watch a bit of telly and all that sort of stuff. Yes, that's fine, but you, do you have to, like, watch a full film? Do you have to watch a full, like, bloody hell series on Netflix? You don't. It's more important for you to get to bed and you can come back to that. And that's to say that, please, if you don't, start prioritising your sleep. And I promise you, you will 100% not only feel better, but you will get better results in your fat loss. Because of everything I've told you there in regards to your hormones, but also it's going to just definitely give you more energy. It's going to allow you to recharge, to be ready for the day ahead. And that's why it's so important to get good sleep. That's why every time I ask on a consultation form is how good is your quality of sleep? Because people could say to me, whatever their goals are, I train this amount, I, I do these amount of steps. But if their sleep is off, that's again, it's a red flag. It'll catch up to you at some point. You might be able to get away with it a couple of, maybe one or two days. But if you're doing it for like bloody our lifestyle of poor quality of sleep, you'll only tell me that, it, like I said, it's, it's not good. So that is the importance of your sleep. And Hopefully you took a lot away from that and you've learned a lot in regards to the science around you sleep, but also the tips that I'll give you in order to get better sleep. Okay, so we're now going to make it on to part six next week, which is all about your exercise and your training, which I'm really, really excited to talk to you about. But apart from that, though, again, just please share and um, 
share anything and obviously if you give me any feedback I'd really really appreciate it but as always thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week speak to you soon take care bye